You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. wrestling fandom my name is curtis spears your good friend curtis spears and i'm back with another okada shorts short g wondering for night six of the g133 man i'm i'm sorry i'm getting this one to you late i don't know if you could tell but i am recovering from some shit i had a nasty cold i am stuffed to the gills with nyquil right now i have my green tea, uh, and some hulls, man, you you guys are lucky that I have editing powers because I am sneezing and coughing and sniffling and it's fucking nasty. So I'm going to power through it, uh, because I love you guys and I want to get episode six out before Rafe does night seven. So before we start, I want to say, I, I got two things I'm going to talk about. Number one, I saw some things on wrestling Twitter the other day that annoyed the absolute shit out of me. And if, you know, there's a lot of crossover between New Japan and AEW. So this is still technically New Japan centric. I saw the the big AEW debut of Mr. Kota Ibushi, former IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. The first IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Kota Ibushi, the Golden Star and I was very excited for him to show up in AEW because he deserves to be somewhere where he feels like he's appreciated and where he feels like he can have the matches he wants with the people he wants. Things didn't end well with him in in New Japan, and that's sad. I love Kota Ibushi, but I hope he's in a good place right now. The sad thing is I saw people online, and if this is you, I'm talking directly to you, okay? I know motherfuckers who are wrestling fans. Wrestling fans. Imagine a wrestling fan in your head right now. That guy. I know that guy did not get on Al Gore's internet, take to Twitter, and start body shaming Kota fucking Ibushi. If that's that's you, fuck you. If that's you... Get out of our fucking fandom. We don't want you. That is horrible. You're a terrible, terrible fucking person. Just delete your fucking account. Stop listening to our fucking show. That is fucked up. Okay? Kota Ibushi has been through so fucking much in the last two and a half years. Okay? I can't. I can't deal with this. If you're the motherfucker who showed up on Al Gore's internet and 
started body shaming Kota Ibushi, you're a sack of shit. Go fuck yourself. Okay? Now that that's out of the way, um, maybe it's the fucking NyQuil talking, but I'm angry about that. Let's go for the overall bite-sized episode here of the Okada Short Shorts for every single night of the G1 Climax 33. Welcome to G-Wondering. This one was from uh, Nagano, uh, former Olympic Village Nagano. Big Hat. Nagano Big Hat. Sounds like a thing, doesn't it? We had eight matches in the C and D block. It's going to start off with a good one. So this was starting off with a D block. Zack Sabre Jr. and Alex Coughlin. July 23rd. So that was last Sunday. It's now Tuesday. But I only now feel like I'm a fucking... An actual human being. Okay. Zack Sabre Jr. beats Alex Coughlin via armbar in 11 minutes and 13 seconds. It was a great mix of styles. ZSJ is the greatest counterpuncher, but can you counterpunch the madness of the Deadeye Dreadnought? Coughlin was doing all he could. He had a he hit a gory special on Zack. It was very, like, if you can do it, I can do it. It was very smooth. Uh, usually Zack's the one who's countering moves. But it was a really good display of counter-wrestling from Coglin, powering out of predicaments and things like that. But, of course, when Zack Sabre Jr. gets time and space, he's unbeatable. Zack Sabre Jr. by tap-out, it was a fucking quick one, too. Uh, he locked in an arm bar, and it was over right away. There was no struggle. That was fucking wild. Very, very shorts for that one. Next up was Tomatonga and Mikey Nichols. Nine minutes and ten seconds, Tomatonga wins with the gun stun. This was a really well-worked match by two consummate pros, but I didn't really feel any fire. You know, it was like they were go they had their working boots on and they went out and they did a match. And that was really kind of it. It felt like they were kind of both working at like 75% speed. Even when, you know, the rig reveal, as we call it, when when Tama tore his shirt off. It was less enthusiastic than normal. The ending sequence was pretty good. Uh, Mikey went to hit a moonsault, and Tomatonga hopped up off the canvas and hit him with a very short gun stun, then got him with another gun stun. Good, good match. I don't know if the two had really great chemistry, but it was good. Uh, so that's the C block, Tomatonga. Next, we'll go back to the D block. Uh, Shane Haste versus Goto. Goto wins in two minutes and 29 with a roll up the Goto Shiki. Uh, literally, my dog asked to go outside. He went outside, did his business. I picked it up with a little baggie and threw it away. And by the time I got back in the house, the match was over. Like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, so that was the thing. I didn't even get to see this match. Uh, I'll probably go back and watch it. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't. It's two minutes and 29 seconds. I'm not really missing anything but I do take pride in watching every single match. So maybe I will. Next up was one that I had circled. Uh, it was back to the fucking C block. C block is my shit. We had Henare, the face of fury. How fucking cool is that? The face of fury versus the mad King, Eddie Kingston, 10 minutes and 32 seconds. This is a fantastic limb match. Like, Hinari has a plan and is executing it spectacularly. He's taking away the Urken backfist, the backfist of the future, and Eddie's lariats because he's taking advantage of an injured arm. It's really great, but Eddie's fighting through the pain to deliver two Urkens, uh, two backfists, 
and it's it looks like a KO. Like this is basically like a big money prize fight. I really like the ending. Basically, he, uh, Eddie hits Hinare with two back fists and like crumples on top of Hinare for the pin. If Hinare had fallen the other way on Eddie, he would have gotten the win. It was it was very cool. Kingston takes a fucking weird fucking fall when he goes down to he likes just smacks his head right on the fucking canvas like he went all in on that uh, selling that KO hell of a match uh Hinari was really looking confident looking smart looking like he had a plan and I really like that for him because you know you, you see that there's a thinking man behind the 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 fury the the sound the the chaos the uh the pageantry of Hanare and he's not just another wild man wrestler like he's thinking he's using all of his training to really excel and I think it's fucking fantastic all right next up we're going back to the D block seven minutes and 24 seconds via victory roll Tetsuya Naito beats Toriano now, seven minutes and 24 seconds is way too long for a Yano match, but it was even longer because Naito is the master shithead. His entrance is a thing of beauty here. He comes out super slow, pissing Yano off, and just keeps pushing that button. Oh my god, the song... The <laughs> you might have seen it already. When the song restarts, he, he's out there on the entrance ramp for so long that his song restarts. He runs backstage and comes out again. I was fucking dying. The match was your normal Toriano shtick. Turnbuckles removed. Taping someone to the barricade. Uh, it, it was it was way too long for what it was. 7 minutes and 24 seconds. But the entrance shit was hilarious and very worth it. Okay. Next up, back to that fucking C block. Oh my god. Alright. Tomohiro Ishii versus Shingo Tagagi. 18 minutes and 10 seconds, Shingo wins with a massive pumping bomber. I, I just wrote down, let's fucking go. Like <laughs> These two have such fucking bops in the G1. Like I think it was two years ago, they had a Cork and Hall main event that went 30, that people said dragged. Uh, the next year, they had one that went 20-ish. I think it was like 22 minutes that people loved. And now they have to keep it under 20, so that was that rules. Great big spots in this match. Um, Ishii with a huge stalling superplex. Sick. Uh, Shingo's pop-up Death Valley Driver may be my favorite move in wrestling today. These guys fucking rule. Yeah, Shingo wins with a pumping bomber. Like, to finish Ishii, it was monstrous. It was absolutely... I mean, they were just trading huge blows right at the end. And, man, it was good. Oh, it was fucking good. Watch that. 18 minutes of your life, and you'll fucking love it. Every bit of it. Next up, back to the D block. The ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Rafe's girlfriend, versus Jeff Cobb, uh, Ichiban Kaiju, the Imperial unit. 10 minutes and 30 seconds. Cobb wins with Tour of the Islands. It's a pretty decisive win by Cobb. Almost like he looked like he was showing off against the ace. Uh, it was a good match for Tana. You don't really have to run and have an energetic match against Ta Cobb. You just buckle up for your flight you know at one point Tanahashi does miss the high fly flow it was a killer it really felt like Tana was broken in half by that um I think that that's gonna probably be a turning point for Tanahashi in this 
tournament. I mean, he sold it like death. It was, it was insane. Um, like, I mean, normally when he misses a high fly flow, it's a, it's a big spot in the match, but this really felt like it was more, I mean, watch out for that because I think that's going to be like plant a flag there. Cause I think that's going to be a spot, uh, that has a, has meaning in his career, uh, at least in this latter point, uh, last, last match of the night, David Finley beating Evil, 16 minutes and 12 seconds with Into Oblivion. Certainly was a schmoz match. I mean, it was exactly what you thought it was going to be. They did some stuff to make it creative. They brought out extra referees, so we got like six different ref bumps on four different refs. You know, they had some gang warfare and stuff there. It was, it was a, it was a big, it was a big event, uh, like a big story as far as House of Torture versus Bullet Club. But, um, the other thing I want to rant about is the discourse that it's getting online. You know, there was, there were some people online that were saying that the Japanese fans hated this match. A Western company was saying, or a Western wrestling commentator, big, scary quotation fingers. He's as much of a wrestling fucking commentator as I am, uh, was saying that this match was universally despised, especially by the Japanese fans. Like you don't fucking speak for an entire Island. Shut the fuck up. You absolute fucking narcissist. Go to fuck to jail. You you go to jail. Like, I'm sorry, the NyQuil's talking again. Like, I can't get over the, the fucking cojones for someone in the Western world to speak for the entirety of the New Japan fan base in Japan. Ridiculous. Yeah, I, I thought the match was okay. It's not for me. It's not my type of jam, but you know what? Like this night was full of fucking great matches, you know, Hanare and Kingston, Ishii and Shingo. I think Cobb and Ace was great. Like there were great matches on this fucking show. And this guy's going to shit on the main event because he didn't like it. And he thinks that because he didn't like it, everybody else didn't like it. Come on, bro. I get it. You're probably just trying for clickbait. You're trying to get word of mouth. That's why I'm not saying your name. I won't talk about your company. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, I'm not giving you any sort of shout outs. You're doing this for some sort of clickbait reason. And that's dumb. Don't, don't speak for an entire fan base, especially one that you're not part of. Go the fuck to jail. Anyway, I'm sick. I'm angry. I'm fucking tired. I got to go to work tonight. I don't feel good. I'm sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head, fever, sore throat. Fucking, I got the man flu for sure. <laughs> and it's making me cranky. I broke my water bottle at work last night. Fuck, whatever. I forgot my headphones. I forgot my fucking headphones at work. You ever forget your headphones at work? It's the worst. Anyway. I'm talking too much. That's the NyQuil. Sorry about that. Anyway, um, I'm going to give the night overall a shorts. Final thoughts. Yeah, if if you didn't care for the match that was the main event, that's fine. Also, not every fucking New Japan main event is going to be a fucking 30-minute Okada classic. That's just not how the G1 works, bro. Anyway, Tuesday's matches are Will Ospreay versus the Great Okan. 
That one's going to be fucking awesome. Shota Umino versus Gabe Kidd. I really hope Gabe Kidd wins this one. He could use he could use the uh, the bump. You know, uh, he is currently a champion in New Japan. Um, whether they treat him like one or not, so I'd like to see him get a big a big name win over someone like Shooter. Uh, tai Chi versus Kenta. That one could swing either way. It could be really good. Could be really shit. I really hope they do something fun. Yoda Suji versus Chase Owens. That one's probably going to be really great. Uh, I Chase Owens can give anybody a great match, and Yoda Suji's the fucking the man. Yoda Suji is him, bro. That's the one. Uh, Tonga Loa versus El Phantasmo. We'll see. I mean, as long as Tonga Loa can be a good base for El Phantasmo, that'll be um, that'll be a fun one. Ren Narita versus Hikuleo. Uh, that one might be tough. Tough for Ren Ren. Uh, Okada versus Yoshihashi. I'm looking for Yoshihashi to maybe have a big, um, a big upset here. It might be, it might be Yoshihashi's time and ending with Sonata versus Kaito Kiyomiya, you know, uh, former GHC, uh, champion versus the current IWGP world heavyweight champion in a white hot Kirk and hall. That could be fucking it, man. So your bad friend, Rafe Houston will be breaking that one down. On night seven, G wondering for the G one climax thirty three. If you'd like to hear more from us, you can check us out online on uh, the various internets, Instagram, Threads, Twitter. While it's still here at Okada Shorts, uh, you can find our sister shows, the Throw and Dice Pod, where I talk about tabletop wargaming, tabletop role playing, and all the hobby within. You can find our sister show, The Faces and Feels Cast, where Rafe interviews independent wrestlers and gets a look into their life. You can find our our sister show's Hot Friends, The Countout Network, where we have uh, wrestling news and podcasting from all over the world. There's uh, talk about it. You can find shows for women's wrestling specifically. You can find shows for deathmatch wrestling specifically. You can find everything on The Countout Network. And all these links are in one place. Link tr.ee slash okada shorts rate and subscribe listen or die keep it right keep it tight keep it short So, Curtis. Yeah, man. Canart said we've got to do an ad. I've never done one before. Uh-oh. What should we do? I have no idea, bro. I, I, like, I ever made an ad before. What, what, what are we doing an ad for? I don't know. We just say we're like a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, and we just put a bunch of clips like here. Arguably the most shredded guy. So yeah. you really want to get there, too. <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah. We'll see. Heard that here. Michael Richards <laughs> calling Jay White small compared to him. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I love it. This picture you've painted for me. 
I, I want to hang it up. I want to frame it and hang it up in my in my bedroom. Yeah. We don't have a WWE tryout or a New Japan tryout every second week. And now I'm in Bullet Club. And here? Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. Do you want to just go off about this match? How do you take or talk about one of, I think, probably the best matches you've ever seen? That's an ad, right? Yeah, yeah, that works. That that that's That's brilliant because then all our work's already been done for us and we don't have to do anything. Aha, past us did it, present us living in the now. Look at us. Look, Look at, at us being friggin' brilliant. Mate, minimum effort, maximum output. Okada Shorts podcast. Check it out on the Countout Network at Okada Shorts. Rate and subscribe, listen or die. This has been a Countout Podcast.